talking about is something really deep and recent in my life. What's up, guys? I'm just here with the amigos. What's up, Impact Dude? That would be funny. I'm just going to drink another sip of coffee on this. Get it spicy. Whatever. Um. What's up, guys? So, I want to do a vlog today. And uh, this is a vlog, you get to see it video-wise. You also get to hear it, so this is awesome. Um, this is going to be a Q&A because, well, if you see my hat, look at that hat. That is so awesome. I never had a flat bill hat until today, and um, it looks good on me. So anyways, Joshua Verns, if you like the guy, uh, of our worst, am I getting right? Verns, of our worst? I don't know. Um... Uh, He's a cool dude. Uh, he does. He's got caps and stuff. He's a podcaster like I am. Um, but he does a lot more stuff because he has good internet. Poor old me don't have no internet. <coughs> I barely have enough to get on Zoom calls. Which I've been on a Zoom call for a while. We, we're doing an evangelistic blitz. Am I going to say that right? Evangelistic blitz. Evangelism blitz. Whatever. I got to. If you see me look back here somewhere, I've got messages and stuff going everywhere. So this is a Q&A vlog. Um, we're going to kind of talk about some questions that people's asked me over the past month. Because um, I've asked this question, like, you know, what is it y'all want to hear? What is something that you want answered? So my first one, i got to tell you, because I just remember this one. This one was, like, very big for me. And uh, it was this. Uh... <laughs> Like, the lady asked, said, um, will you go to hell if you kiss somebody before marriage? No and yes. Um, no, you will not go to hell for kissing somebody. But what leads afterwards could take you to hell if you're not married. Because <laughs> I'm being really honest. The only reason I know that it's true is because it says we should abstain from fornication or uh, sexual immorality, and that also um, I know that it happens because if you go look at Ruby Memorial, you see a lot of single moms having babies. Being really honest, and um, yeah, we have to learn what what is called self-control, guys. Self-control. What can we do with self-control? Well, that's where you know. You kind of, like, if you kiss somebody and you feel something coming along, guess what? You run to the door and you scream out Jesus to the woman. You say, in the name of Jesus, back off, Satan. Um, <laughs> I'm being really honest. Like, you got to look at him and say, no, Jesus. I ain't going to be happening today. I'll go outside. Um, anyways, I had a lot of coffee and tea today. That's why I'm wired up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I drove to... Um, Somerset, PA, and I had this coffee shop in the middle of the city. So we went there, got coffee, and you know we talked with ladies and stuff. And it was a Christian place, really awesome. And um, yeah, let's get PA saved. Anyways, um, these are other questions that I wrote down that people asked me. And it says, what is your ideal work environment? Listen here. Full-time job as a youth pastor, a a budget, a budget, a budget of like, I don't know, $60,000? Is that too much to ask for? Uh, 
Actually, I wouldn't mind a thousand dollars a month. That's just something that I would love because I could spend that within a month. Easy. Um, <laughs> pizzas alone cost about half that. Um, and I pay for most of the pizzas. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a funny joke, guys. But really, I would like a budget. And uh, my third thing, <laughs> three, I'm a very demanding person. You know that, guys. Anyways, my third thing would be a gymnasium, an activity building for teenagers. That is a vision that I have. It will happen, and it will come to pass eventually. It will come to pass because I feel God moving in that. Anyways, I felt a quickening right there. Uh, Pastor's probably going to listen to this and watch it and be like, you cray-cray, boy, you cray-cray. Anyways, what is or what are your biggest strengths and greatest weaknesses? Well, my biggest strength is, first off, um, my strength in God. Like, I can't do what I do without having God in my heart. So, He is my strength. He, yes, I'm going to be that pastor that says, hey, you got to have God as your strength, because if you don't, you're going to fall. Um, that's my one. Like, if I really want to say that I have um, anything else, it would be passion, that I want to see things happen. I want to see God move. I want to see my passion for things to happen is so strong. Um, and I have a big vision. Like, I'm a visional person. I love big visions. Go big or go home. That's always what I've been told. Um, now, one of my biggest weaknesses, greatest weakness, is, um, to be honest with you, is probably... Uh, my attitude. Um, sometimes I'm come off as a little bit that person. Like I'm always coming off as angry, or I come off as blunt. I come off as, and some people don't understand how to take me. And I'm like, guys, literally, I'm like not really being mean, but guess what? Sometimes we gotta be blunt in our age. So that comes out as a weakness to me. And do I use it all the time? No, I'm not always aggravated. Here lately, because of the full-time job, yeah, I've been aggravated. I ain't gonna lie. And it's work. It's not even, not even the work. It's not even the clients that I'm really aggravated with. It's the co-workers. They're all a bunch of stabbing people. <laughs> like drama queens, I'm telling you. Satan. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know who Satan is. But Satan's bad. Okay, that's the end of that. Um, tell me of a time that you faced conflict with the pastor. How did it get resolved? <sighs> well, had a pastor one time tell me um, that they were leaving and it was going to be in a couple weeks. And it really hurt me to a point where I was very vengeful. I was like very blunt with them. I really didn't care what they had to say. Um, I ended up even leaving after they left because I was just, I was sickened by this. And it caused a lot of grief in between the time that we've had, um, even over the years, until here recently before he passed away that really rocked my uh, heart. Um, to where we got to mend a lot of broken bridges and um, that's seriously where my heart is um, we resolved 
and it it was awesome that we resolved like we did because it was like you know we both agreed you know I was immature I didn't know what I was doing um, I did amazing things through God but there was like a time where I was like we're gonna gun ho do everything da 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 and I didn't have the ministerial background does that make sense I'm not, never understood that listen here I've gotten to the point that like we spend too much time... Oof, I can't preach that message. Anyways, we spend too much time thinking that we need all this, like, background crap. And we don't need it. Guess what? We just need the Holy Spirit leading and a good mentor. Like, my pastor, my pastor Ron, he is my mentor. He is the guy that if I want to say... Like, I'll say, hey, this is my opinion about something. If it's dumb and crude, guess what? He's going to tell me. And he's going to give scripture or say something that backs it up. And that's just how it goes. Anyways, just telling you, get you a good pastor to follow behind. Um, how would you define a successful youth ministry? You tell me where one is and I'll talk to you about it. Uh, actually, to me, a successful youth ministry is this. One life at a time. Um, we can go around and get 500, 600 kids. And maybe one person will be saved in the entire group. That one person is worth every sweat, every tear, every crying moment that we've had. And that's worth it. And that's how I feel. And that's why I always say, you know, it's one life at a time. We need to do what we do. So that is a successful youth ministry. We don't need 5,000 kids. We need just one or two or three that's really on fire for God. I'll preach that message one day. What is the last book you read? I'm telling y'all what, these are some dumb questions. Because the last book I read was the Bible. Um, because I'm that kind of person. I'm that kind of pastor. Like, I'll read my Bible. I don't, like... I have these books, and I have read the majority of them. Like... Oh, there it is. I'm over here looking for it. I was like, I can't read it. Like, I've read this book. Don't get me wrong. Awesome book. Good, good writer. The author is Doug Fields. Really awesome dude. Does it apply to my ministry? Negatory. Because it's like talking about 300, 400 kids. And I'm like, listen, we, we just got, right now we just got three. We had ten, but we ain't going to talk about that. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like Satan's got a hold of them and we're going we're gonna to win them back to Jesus. Anyways. Listen. I ain't going to get into that. Y'all ain't going to get me started. Complete this sentence. Ultimately, ultimately, the local church should be focused on the people. Um, it needs to be focused on Jesus. Don't get me wrong. It needs to be focused on Jesus and the works of Jesus. But Jesus was about the people. Jesus was about the unwanted. Jesus was about the people that needed healing, needed their brokenness fixed. And that's what it's about. And we, we spend so much time doing all this junk that don't matter and when we need to be about the people. Mm, I won't preach that message one day. What, what frustrates you about ministry? Let me open this door. And I want to shut it real quick. Um, what frustrates me is when teenagers can't make it out the church. When... They ride their, oh, 
when they ride their car down the road and you see them before service and they're driving around everywhere or they're on a four-wheeler driving back and forth or you know you see them on Facebook snapchat and they're saying oh home chilling bored come to church hello is anybody watching like if you're a teenager that goes to my youth group or has been to my youth group I would love to have you back um, Jesus is waiting being really honest um, so yeah that's what frustrates me is like when there's people that need to be in church and they need Jesus and they're not there so yeah and I'm not deleting this video afterwards just putting it out there guys <laughs> like, I deleted the last Q&A because I felt kind of bad but I like this one you know hey guess what this is real life stuff um, yeah and, and that's not really it frustrates me and it's not even my frustrations. It's just me looking on Facebook and seeing all these pastors that go through this stuff every single day. Man, they got teenagers that don't want to come to church because either it's not cool or it's upsetting or, you know, they're on Snapchat chit-chatting on there or they're on Facebook chit-chatting on there or they're they're riding their four-wheelers, they're driving their bicycles, they're, they're riding cars around, they're going to get ice cream, they're going down the road, they're going down to doing this, doing that. Guess what? Get to church. If I could give a message right now, I would say it. Get your butt to church and get some Jesus because you need him. If you want to live your life, guess what? You ain't going to be living your life eating ice cream or you ain't going to be living your life driving down the road. You ain't going to be living your life on your four-wheeler. You're going to be living life because here's Jesus holding out his hands trying to get you to come and you don't want... Oh, God. I'm Anyways. It's my... It's every, every youth pastor's frustration is that. That is the frustration. That and old people in the church. That's a whole different story. We're not going to go there. Not going there. I don't have that problem in my church, to be really honest. I love all my old people and my young people at heart. I love them. I really do. So what is the role of the family in faith development? Uh, it's a big role. I think parents should be a part of their children's or their child's uh, faith. They should be helping out. They should be saying, hey, maybe you should read your Bible a little bit. You know what I mean? Or maybe they should say, hey, let's have some prayer at dinner or at lunch table or whatever y'all do. Um, you know, maybe y'all should go on uh, instead of going on trips to um, I don't know, somewhere, maybe go to a Christian concert and hang out and stuff like that. That'd be really awesome. And that's what parents should be doing. Parents should be pushing um, Jesus on their children. Not really pushing on them, but like wiping them every once in a while. He needs some Jesus. That's what I'm going to do to my girls. My girls are going to know Jesus. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. I think family should have a big impact in their faith development. Um, tell me your biblical understanding of the Bible. Anyways, biblical understanding of the Bible. Um, okay. <laughs> like that, that's why it was last, because I'm like, this one's going to be hard to explain. So anyways, this is the Bible. 
Uh, from cover to cover is what I believe in. I believe in the parts where Jesus was prophesied about in the Old Testament. I believe in the parts that Jesus came and he did what he had to do and he created the church and he did these awesome things and then his disciples did awesomer things and then guess what? It even says in the Bible that things will happen. Jesus said this. says that there's going to be things that will happen that will be greater works than what I did. So guess what? going to happen guys and that's what i believe like even today man i see revival hitting west virginia and hitting maryland and hitting pennsylvania hitting virginia hitting all the three corners hitting tennessee kentucky i see this this is this is my vision of revival and i i see so many people talking about their vision of revival and this is my vision is that this word is going to go forth and it's not going to go void because there's going to be people getting hit by this word and I feel like that God has called us to that. And um, for a vlog and for this being the Q&A, this is my question to you. Is what do you think God can't do? And when you realize that there is nothing that God can't do for you, that's your, that's your moment of saying, hey God, I need you. I need you to fix my life. Everything that I see as a stop sign needs to disappear. Everything that I see as a closed door needs to open if it's the door that you're wanting me to go through. Because there's sometimes I feel like, mm, I'm going to preach this message. There's sometimes I feel like that when we look, ooh, we look at an opportunity and we think, why is this door not opening? It's because you're not being loud enough in your prayer time. It's because you're not being praising enough. Because God has already given you that awesome job. God's already given you everything you ever needed. So you just need to praise in the hallway because it's getting ready to open up. And when it opens up, man, you're going to run through that door and it ain't ever going to close. Because God ain't going to allow that. So that's where you need to be at. Your faith you're living by faith. You live by faith. It isn't by what you see. It isn't by what you hear. It is by what you live. So you live by your faith. So therefore, when you walk into a job and you're going and you're praying, you're saying, God, I need this job, da 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 You know, if it's your will, be done. You know, no, no, no. You walk in that promise. You say, God, you know, this is this is the job. This is what God has called. You brought me here to this point and this time. And this is the job that I need. And this is the job that I want. And I feel like that you need me to have this this job so therefore I prophesy that I'm going to have this job today and you walk in there with that Godfidence not confidence because confidence will wreck you if you have Godfidence you're gonna walk in that favor of God you're gonna walk in that anointing of God that you're gonna take over whatever situation you got going on in front of you can I get an amen so that's that's how I feel and um, this is this podcast is not a one I preach on <laughs> so uh, I preach on every once in a while, I ain't gonna lie. But anyways, guys, that's the Q&A for today. I'm gonna stop it there before I start preaching. But, um, love you guys. And, um, man, eventually we're gonna start doing this merch. Um, probably gonna sell hats and shirts and maybe some wrist bracelets. Um, so... Be looking out for that. Um, we'll eventually get a supplier here soon. So I will talk to you all later and love you guys. 